Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Beat episode 248, and we're back with another Zach. We had him Hello. on a couple episodes ago. How you doing? I'm I'm good. Very good. good. Glad to be back. Awesome. Well, before we before you were on the show, Wrestle Kingdom was coming up, and we were talking how excited we were for Jericho Omega. Wrestle uh, Kingdom was coming gone now. Yes. What, what'd you think? I thought the show was overall pretty good, uh, although. Um, certain matches were not quite what I was expecting, but yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I really like the uh, the Jericho Mega match. I, I it's just amazing to think that uh, Chris Jericho has been doing this since the early '90s, and it's just amazing that today in 2018, he's still commanding a presence of a main eventer. He can still go. Uh, he's diversified, um, but when he does come back to wrestling, it's always something fresh and new. Yeah, yeah, and I and I felt that. Although I did find it really funny, like when he was doing his entrance, that like there was just one strand of lights on his jacket that wasn't fully lit, so it looked really cheap. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that uh, during the match, you know, he was giving red shoes the business, and his son came over and put him in the walls of Jericho, and you know, just being the bad guy, it was great. Yes, damn, red shoes. <laughs> Come on, the greatest referee ever. Um, no, that's Tiger Hattori. <laughs> solely because his la- solely because his first name is Tiger. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but good God, it was like a six and a half hour show. Right, right. I did. I did not watch the entire six and a half hour show. Um, it was just I just watched the matches that I was like, okay, I'll watch that match, and and it was all good. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, Young Bucks opening match. It's actually kind of funny because my wife had never seen New Japan. You know, we have the WWE Network, and she'll watch the pay per views and stuff with me. I showed her a little bit of NXT last time. They had the uh, War Games match, which she found boring. She said, hmm. but um, she'd never seen New Japan before. And she was like, oh, my God, they hit a lot harder. And and the, she was like, why is the crowd so quiet? You know, I'd explained to her in Japan, you know, pro wrestling is seen more as a legitimate sport in the sense of it's not a it's not necessarily a showy product that, you know, the wrestlers don't play to the crowd like they do in the U.S. You know, what gets them over is their wrestling ability and and. You know, the th- I kept telling her about the wrestling. You know, you could, you could lose them. You know, the match could end abruptly. You know, there's no, oh, he hit his finisher. Okay, now he's gonna go for the pin. Um, right. Um, also, like in Japan, they'll like advertise like the who won which matches in in newspapers. I remember when I was when I went to Japan, it was right after Kenta Kobashi retired, mm-hmm. and so there were about two or three different sports newspapers that just had Kenta Kobashi's uh, uh, picture plastered all over it. So that, and that showing his, his last match. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's exactly what I was trying to explain to her. And she's like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Cause she's like, even she was like watching WWE with me and she's like, 
well, John Cena just hit his move, and now he's going to go with the pin. And, you know, sure enough, he did. And I'm like, yeah, in Japan, they don't necessarily do that. There's psychology to what they do. And, you know, she she liked it. She was interested. Um, but, yeah, I, I watched the Young Bucks match. That was really good. I watched the second match. The uh, I think it was the tag gauntlet. Oh, yeah, um, the tag gauntlet for the six-man uh, cha- um, belts. yeah. And then I kind of skipped ahead because I'm like, I'm not watching five and a half hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I watched for the Jericho Mega match and you know, it wasn't, I guess I'm still getting used to watching Japanese wrestling because I know I have a subscription to the Wrestling Observer Yep. and, you know, they always go on and on and on about how great New Japan is. And, you know, this wasn't, this wasn't any different. And I had three different podcasts I listened to. They all extensively covered the Wrestle Kingdom 12 card. And, you know, I thought the Jericho Omega match was really fun and good. I I guess I just didn't understand, like, why, you know, it got graded a five-star. And don't get me wrong, it's a great great rating. It used to be the highest rating you get. But, um, you know, I I don't know. Like, I I guess I think because I didn't watch the build-up that much, I kind of saw it after the fact, but I didn't get into, like, you know, I didn't go on to Reddit on Squared Circle or anything, like, oh, yeah, this is great, oh, I can't wait. No, I just saw it on YouTube and was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, Jericho attacked Mega and they bloodied him, and wow, that's something you don't see anymore, you know. Right, yeah, Meltzer usually rates things in terms of build-up and then the match match quality itself as well. Yep. That's why a lot of WWE matches don't get five star ratings anymore because the builds aren't necessarily all that great even if the actual final match is really good yeah very true and i thought about watching more new japan and i mean i'll probably start watching a little more um just because uh, raw 25 happened this week and i was excited I, mm-hmm. and so i i have been a cord cutter for years and years and years but i picked up a i picked up a sling subscription Mm-hmm. For the month, just to watch it, I was fucking bored. Yeah, Raw is pretty boring. You can pretty Even much on get SmackDown though. I was just like a couple weeks back. I had to go uh, travel for work, and I, it was a. Uh, I actually went up to Detroit. It was actually really fun. Um, you know, it was yeah Tuesday night we got, I got my hotel and you know we were done working for the day and I was just like man so I flipped on you know it was like 8:30 smackdown was on I flipped on smackdown I'm watching and I'm like this is this is boring like I don't know if I'm just getting sick of wrestling or like I've had more fun going back and watching like I've been following um the Brian and Vinny show they do uh, classic reviews from 19 years ago and they're going week by week by week of raw and nitro and they're up to uh, early 99 now. Uh, they just finished the Royal Rumble. You know, they're going into, um, you know, Backlash or whatever the second pay-per-view. Or no, that's No, no Way, no no way out. out or whatever the second pay-per-view after the Royal Rumble was. And, you know, but that's where they are. But I've been listening to them for the last two and a half years. Where when I picked up with them, it was right before WrestleMania 14. Uh, you know, where Austin was coming hot. And that's where I started watching again. And that's about the time I got into wrestling, like, as a fan from then on. Like, I watched it as a kid, but, you know, having to go to bed early and, you know, things of that nature, you know, I didn't stay up and watch wrestling. Yeah, I don't know if necessarily you're getting sick of wrestling. I think it's just the way that the WWE books things. It's more like 50-50, and nobody gets over because nobody's allowed to look dominant. Yeah, very true. I mean, um... I mean, the last dominant person I've seen is, like, you know, Braun Strowman. Right, and that's why he's over, whereas uh, other people who are really talented aren't. Um, I would say that if you're looking to watch some, like, excellent in-ring wrestling, you should go back and watch, uh, and you also want to get into more Japanese wrestling, you should go back to the 90s. And you can watch New Japan's uh, junior heavyweight stuff. Yeah. And then All Japan's heavyweight stuff. Hmm. Because All Japan back in the 90s had the best heavyweight wrestlers, like, in the world. Oh, wow. And 
and New Japan to differentiate had their junior heavyweight. Gotcha. Where would you find the All Japan stuff? Because I know uh, you can find a, a, some of it on YouTube. Oh, okay. So they don't have a streaming service or anything. No. Gotcha. No, uh, because in the early 2000s, they kind of had uh, all of their really famous wrestlers left and formed another company called NOAA. Yep, I'm from NOAA. And um, All Japan kind of, it, it's still around, but they, for a few years, had a lot of uh, trouble. Gotcha. Well, it's ain't a wrestling podcast. This is a anime podcast. So. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, what will you be reviewing today? Uh, I'm going to be reviewing the show that has uh, just come out on Netflix called Devilman Crybaby. Now, I'm familiar with Devilman. I've heard of it. Is mm-hmm. this a spinoff of that or is this a whole new show? So from what I am able to understand, because I was like, what is this? It's basically a new remake of the original Devilman show. Gotcha. Okay. Because, yeah, I'd heard of Devilman. I'm like, that sounds familiar. I just, you know, I'd never seen the source material or, you know, I just, I just knew of, like, oh, I, I know of a Devilman, but. Yeah, so what I so what I did when I watched the first few episodes is I went and I found the first volume of the Devilman manga to see how well it was covering it. And the original Devilman manga, um, the first volume is basically episode one of Devilman Crybaby. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, cool. Um, well, what else, uh, besides that, what have you been watching lately? Because it's a new, uh, well, I guess I can't say new anymore. We're on week four now of the, uh, the current anime season, winter 20. Yeah. Yeah. I have not, to be perfectly honest, I have not opened up Crunchyroll or anything and, and looked to see if there's anything, um, that I have really wanted to watch. I've mostly been trying to catch up on some things that I've like missed. So, um, like I tried to catch up on Yuri on Ice, which I kind of missed, and then I also um, was catching up on Food Wars because I know a new season of that starting or has just started. <laughs> like season seventy-five now, it's like there's a new Food Wars like every day, right? Like every, so every week, like, oh, we're doing trying to season. catch up on that, and then uh, also the Ace Attorney anime. Um, that's cool. Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot from the new season. Um, I've been kind of just picking and choosing, and I, I'm kind of the same way right now. I'm going back and rewatching, not rewatching, but watching some older stuff. I've been meaning to watch uh, Kakeguri. Uh, I finished that show. I got about halfway through it and never really finished it, so I'm gonna be doing that. Um, from the new season, though, I started watching the one the show I am following is Citrus. Um, hmm. I've seen the manga around, you know, a lot of times at bookstores. It's been in the U.S. quite a while, a couple years now. And it's a Yuri show, um, very, okay. very heavily Yuri. And it's interesting from the fact that it involves two girls. And it's, you know, it's something that I obviously can't put my shoes in and be like, oh, man, if I was in that situation, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously uh, I'm not gay. And, um, you know, I've never had that relationship, you know, I had that uh, relationship with that sort. But point being is it's uh it's about this girl named yuzu who's like this trendy popular girl and really really weird premise where her her mother got remarried suddenly and now she has a younger sister who um basically they've she started kissing her um and she was like you're breaking up on my end oh well you sound great yeah i don't know <sighs> Technology. Damn you, Discord. Yeah, was that? 13 minutes. Okay. How do I sound now? Better? Same? Much better. Oh, weird. Okay, I didn't do nothing, so maybe just some, uh, some tech- technical crap. I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, Yuzu, basically it's a new sister, unexpectedly. They go to the same school, and she's the president of the student council. 
And the first night, um, she suddenly gets kissed by her little sister, Mai. I think it's May. M-A-M-E-I. So I guess May. So May kisses her, and she becomes really confused at, like, you know, why did this happen? You know, et cetera, et cetera. But then in the end, she figures out that, oh, I might have feelings for her. And on top of it, they go to an all-girls school. So... And it's actually kind of funny how they address the thing where <clears throat> they show a lot of girls, you know, holding hands and being all lovey. And May and uh, Yuzu's not gay. Or at least, you know, in the mm-hmm. beginning of the show, we, she's not, you know, she's not a lesbian. She's not, um, she even, you know, she, she's one of those um, girls who, or not one of those girls, but one of those people that, you know, talk a big game. Oh, yeah, we were doing this, doing that. In reality, she's got no boyfriend, and she hasn't done anything. But to her friends, she's like this uh, really experienced, sexually you know, active girl. Like, now the episodes are like her trying to figure out her feelings and, and other situations arrive. But it's it's pretty okay. It's, it's not a... Uh, it's an interesting show to watch, but on the other hand, I'm just like, you know, how can you string this out any further? Like... Right now they've been fighting, and then they're not fighting, and then they don't reciprocate the feeling, but then they do, and this and that, and it's just like, oh, come on, like what, what is this supposed to be? Mm. It sounds very similar to Mari Mite, or the Mother Mary's Watching You uh, show from the early 2000s. Uh, was that, is that in America called Marie Hollick? Uh, no. Okay, that's it, different, well, okay. Yeah, I know, but it was it was brought over here eventually and dubbed all four seasons of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I know this has been a popular manga, so I'm going to keep watching it. The, 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 the one thing I mentioned, though, the the drawing of the characters are kind of weird. Like, so, like, everyone in the show wears the same uniform, except yuzu she wears like an orange version of the uniform it's like she's like the only person who wears like something different and then well maybe uh, that's because she's the main character that's what i figured but i i really thought like i really fucking hate that like i i just hate that like the main character can dress differently because it's maybe she's a fan of naruto there you go um the other show i checked out was uh if you blush you lose hmm okay well, it was kind of fun. I've only watched one episode. I want to watch more. Um, the show premise is just kind of... It's silly, but it's not like... It's kind of like... What, what, again, it's kind of citrus. Like, what, what, how long can you do this? So the show's about um, the middle school kid. who was middle school or elementary? I, I forget. They're, they're young. They're like 13. 12 or 13. But essentially, uh, it's about a guy and a girl. A boy and girl, I should say. And they sit in the back of the class... And the guy is really gullible. The girl is always, like, teasing him and making him, you know, look silly or doing stuff and getting in trouble with the teacher because he'll, you know, do something dumb. And she's always laughing and making fun of him teasing him. And his goal is to, like, get her back. Like, oh, I want to make her get in trouble with the teacher. So the entire first episode is them screwing around in the back and then, like, the teacher getting angry with this with the male student because he's like, ah, stop screwing around my class, you know. But it's just it's it's really weird, you know, because he has feelings for her. Like, give me an example. Give me an example. So she goes, oh, hey, can I borrow an eraser? Because I forgot mine. He goes, oh yeah, sure, here. And <clears throat> she borrows his eraser, and. He sees, uh, she goes, hey, you know, there's a thing, uh, you know, a, a, a tradition that if you write the name of the person you like on your eraser and they, you know, and they bar- and they use your eraser, and, you know, you're going to fall in love. So um, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's silly. You know, that's juvenile. I would never do that. So she borrows the eraser and she actually had one so she goes oh i had my eraser the entire time here's the eraser back um oh no sorry so she wrote something on there on his eraser and gave it back and so he's like oh i'm not gonna look you know whatever so she excuses herself to use the restroom so 
there's this tension of him like starting to look at the name that he, she wrote on the eraser. And it turns out it's not his name. It's something silly like, you know, you're an idiot or something. And then she's at the door laughing because it's like, you know, you'd think you'd really, you know, because he fell for it, essentially. I just did a horrible job explaining the premise of the show. But it's just silly stuff like that, you know, like. Yeah, high school romance. Not even really that. It's like, I I don't know, I guess. And that's, like I said, I only saw the first episode. It was just basically like a bunch of series of them dicking around in class. And kind of structuring that of, well, you know, like they they give each other a hard time, but they really like each other, or at least he likes her to a degree, but we really don't know how she feels, and you know she kind of knows that, so she, you know, uses that to her advantage to give him grief. So we'll see what happens in the second and third episode. I haven't watched them yet, but it's it's okay. It's twenty three minutes long. It really feels like it could have been a shorter show. Of like mm-hmm. a twelve minute show. Uh, finally, I I started watching the Code Geass, uh, Akito the Exalted or the Exiled. Okay. And uh, I've watched the first episode. I mean, good God, these are hour long episodes. Um, I forgot how much Code Geass freaking info dumps on you. <laughs> well, yes, but you also have to remember that those OVAs <laughs> came out like. Several years after R two finished. No, yeah, 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 and that's and they just came out in America not too long ago, like last year. So uh, I'm watching them dubbed from Funimation. Um, yeah, the dub's pretty good. The dub is really, really good. You know, it's Funimation, but um, yeah, it was just like Jesus Christ. They're like, oh, and the Britannia, and ba 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 ba, and this and that and the other thing, and it's like fuck sake. Just get on with it. The first, like, half an hour of the show is, like, nothing but establishing, like, not even the events of, you know, the original Kogias. They basically just explain, like, oh, Batrania became a ruling power, and they got all these things, and this and that, and they're fighting the the other people. You know, then there's the terrorists, and it's based in Europe. Um, and essentially, the Japanese citizens, known as Elevens, are now this outcast, you know, nation of people, essentially. Elevens are like the bottom of the uh, the totem pole. And, you know, it's it, to me, it feels like it's all oh, this, this whole Japanese pride thing. And I don't know. It's silly. There's an episode. There's part of the episode where this terrorist group or something um, basically guys that attack the, the Britannian government. And they just so happen to attack the limo of the 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 high school girl who runs this uh, military group of nothing but elevens. And you know they've got a they've got a nightmare, and they're ready to kill the general or whatever. And she's like, "Oh well, you can join my group, and if you don't, we'll kill you." And it's like, "Really? You're you're just joining, letting you know terrorists join your join your military?" I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna keep watching just because I like Kogias, But like I said, it just the the amount of info dump and the amount of just politic, politic, politic going on was just like Jesus Christ. I I don't care. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the first half an hour of the Gundam Origin OVAs that they did a couple of years ago. Um, where like the first half an hour of the first episode is just like, all this big info dump on stuff that happened before the first Gundam show. Yeah, this was like, okay, there's Britannia, and then there's this, and there's the terrorists, and people don't like what used to be Japan. The Japan people are inferior, and oh, by the way, the girl who, like, she overthrows her, like, general or something, or, like, the person leading the group originally, and... You know, basically everybody goes with it because she's, like, smart or something. I don't fucking know, but it's just all these silly things. And then they, like, info dump on you of, like, well, I'm related to these people. And they this, that, and the other thing. And they're in this hierarchy of the government. And just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Something (laughs) cool happened. I didn't watch Code Geass because they explained the political structure of Britannia and... The war and this and that and the other thing. 
Yes, but I think that a lot of people did in Japan, and that's what the, these OVAs are made for. Yeah, and, and yes, and this was very much like, oh, look at Japan, they're outcasts, and you know, a lot of Japanese pride. Like, the main character is Japanese, and he's like this really good nightmare fighter and all this jazz. So, I don't know. Well, how, are, how are the character designs? Are they a lot They're the same. The no, they're, they're identical. Oh, yeah, okay. and a shit ton more people. I guess everybody fucking got cold gas powers now. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like three people already who have got who's got Gias powers. I was uh, curious because I know that one of the big draws of the original show was that Clamp had done the character design. Yeah, no, they're they're still Clamp designs. Okay, they're still very thin and <laughs> all look like noodles. Yep. Yeah, that hasn't changed. But yeah, I was like watching, and they show like three or four different people who got fucking Gias powers, like, like. Where did they get this from? I thought this was like once in a blue moon. One person got Gias powers. Now it's like, oh, we drank some Kool-Aid. And, hey, we got powers now. Uh, they don't, I don't, they know, don't explain how they got them, but it's like... Maybe Lelouch was passing them around. Must have been or something. Like, hey, guys. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was no Lelouch. No one from the previous anime has yet to show up. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, and honestly, that was my favorite part about Cold Geass was, you know, the characters and the silliness and the wackiness. This was supposed to be, like, very serious and and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I've really been watching lately. I've been meaning to get some more going on, but eh, we'll see. Um, so... Oh, uh, before we go on, I do want to just mention one thing that's tangentially anime-related. Yeah. Um, on the last episode, you mentioned, um, with Zach, you mentioned Spice and Wolf. And I had never seen that show. So I was in, like, Books a Million, and I saw that they had the <laughs> Spice and Wolf novels. Mm-hmm. And so I picked up the first three, and I've read the first one. And surprisingly, for a light novel, it's not too bad. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I bought it on video. I just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, everyone seems to really like it. Everyone wants a season three. Hmm. Well, there's 18 light novels, so. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how far the uh, the show goes into it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but the first book was fairly interesting although yes it is a lot of things about economics and it's just like okay (laughs) i get it you can stop now (laughs) but apparently that's because like the author was an economics major in college oh wow okay yeah so he has to combine his two loves yes wolf people and economics yep that's a winning success apparently yep all right, well, let's go ahead and get into DVD picks. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. We have Project Arms, a complete series. I have no fucking clue what that is. I think that was... Uh, I've heard of it. I think it was like a, either a late 90s or an early 2000s show. Okay, well, it's I from Discotech, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then we got a lot of G-Kids releases. Shout yeah, factory. shout out, shout factory. Uh, Napping princess, that's news to me. Haven't seen it. And then Tanaka Kun is always listless. The complete Haven't collection. Seen it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that either. And then we've got oh, Zach's favorite anime, Keijo. The complete... I hope you're not referring to me because no, I have the not other seen Zach. <laughs> okay. So you get the complete collection for a scant $65. <clears throat> or with a DVD LE for 85 Oh, Jesus. Then you, your, then you got Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. And then Palm Poco. That's been released that's a, a million G- times. That's a Jeepley film. Yep. Uh, if you haven't seen that, that's um, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Raccoons. Raccoon. What about raccoons? Well, it's about um, it's about raccoons who try to stop urban development. I guess they're technically not raccoons. I think they're like technically like tanuki, but uh, they 
stop urban development by using their testicles. Alrighty. <laughs> yes. Alrighty then. Uh, Tales from Earthsea? That's another Ghibli movie that was done by Hayao's son, Goro. Oh, okay. And it's based off of a, a novel by Ursula K. Le Guin. Gotcha. Yeah. And then we got Pokemon the series XYZ. Set two. Ooh. Ooh. Um, look at this. I, I, I can't recommend anything. Uh, I would say that the two uh, Ghibli films are worth a pickup. Uh, the first one, Pompoko, while it's weird, it's still a pretty good movie. And that one was done by Isao Takahata. And then Tales from Earthsea. That's not the strongest film by uh, Goro Miyazaki, but it was his first movie. So... Okay. Well, there you go. Well, Devil Man Crybaby. Devil Man Crybaby. So, before I go into the show itself, I think I have to give a little bit of background on on Devil Man. All right. So, Devil Man is one of the creations of the father of manga, which is Gonagai, who is probably more well-known for creating things like Mazinger Z and Getter Robo here in the United States. Yep. Or, or Kecko Common. Or other weird properties. But Devil Man was kind of his take, like, it was like another take on, like, the superhero trope or the tokusatsu hero trope. Except that um, the lead character is also the bad guy kind of because he's possessed by the devil and then it also ties into violence jack too but we'll get it well if we ever talk about violence jack i guess we can go into that i don't really want to go into it now did he also do crying freeman no that is um What's his name? Kazuo Koike. Okay, so that's unrelated. So that's about the closest thing I've seen to any of this. Is I've seen. Yeah. Um. So. So if you ever like look at like uh, going to guys' artwork, it's kind of it's it's very retro. Uh, if you've ever seen or read anything by Osamu Tezuka, so like Astro Boy or uh, Phoenix or any of those works, they're very like the art style. Can be very similar, uh, although Gonagai does like to have his characters have very large sideburns and like uh, very distinct jaw lines. And so you take a classic work like Devil Man, and then you give it to the guy who did Ping Pong the animation, and you get Devil Man Crybaby. Did you ever watch Ping Pong? I watched a part of it. Everyone, everyone raved about it. I know that the the artwork itself is very, very... Um, you, you can't miss it. Essentially, like you know that's Ping Pong. Right. So the guy who directed Devilman Crybaby is this guy named Masaki Yuasa. And he's kind of this... Uh, I, guess he's, I, I guess I would consider him an auteur because his projects are all very weird. Things like he did Kemunozume, which was like a take on a shonen action show, but it was more adult. And then he did uh, Kaiba, which was like a retro show. But his two shows that I think helped uh, Netflix pick this up that got him recognition in the West, at least a little bit, were the Tatami Galaxy and then Ping Pong, which are two of his more recent things. He also did a Kickstarter thing called Kickheart, which was about pro wrestling. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That actually aired on Adult Swim eventually. Yeah, yeah. So again, that was really odd. That was really odd too. That art style was very, uh, like you said, very retro looking. Um, mm -hmm. uh, very much so in the sense of like the even the colors. Like it was still done on ink canvas, but it was a very unique look. You know, it wasn't very. Um, you know, computers today, like, even with uh, a lot of the anime today, feels very, not cookie cutter, but Kickheart really felt like um, it was done by hand and and kind of did a throwback to early 90s anime. Yeah. And the yeah. look of it. 
So you take that guy who's like he kind of does these weird things and then you give him going to guy and then you're like, OK, do whatever you want. OK. And then you get this you get this show. Um, so the basic plot of Devil Man Crybaby is there's this kid uh, who whose name is Akira Fudo and he is kind of a loser. He's not like he's he's weak Um in, in the show, you see him be part of the track team with two of his friends and his two friends are female and they're like much, much faster than he is. And you see him, you see some flashbacks in the first episode to this other kid whose name is Ryo Asakura or I'm sorry, Ryo Asuka. And Ryo and uh, Akira were friends like when they were very young, but uh Rio. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Rio um, goes and becomes like a professor in America and comes back and says, I need your help because there are devils in, in the world and we're going to put a stop to them. And Akira's like, OK. I'll help you because I trust you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So it seems like you just jumped like, how old is the professor now like if they were like he like he's 17 okay this is just odd. okay so they're still in high school yeah they're still in high school although one of them is a professor weird okay because anyway he, because he's super smart so okay. so they so he explains the thing about the devils and then they go to this party and they take drugs and they drink and they start partying and rio starts um stabbing people with a bottle in, in the in the club and there's like blood all over the place and Damn, then that escalated quickly yeah right and then there is uh there's blood all over the place and then certain people start transforming into these horrifying monsters and um akira is attacked and rio is like and rio is attacked and rio is like help me akira and he goes okay and he gets up and then he starts transforming into devil man and Devil Man is the strongest demon, basically. And so he dispatches all of these much larger people, uh, much larger demons very quickly. And in the next episode, he is physically transformed. He has. Um, so to put this in a, in a thing that you may get, like, you know how when undertaker was the american badass and he had no eyeliner and then he came back and he has like eyeliner so his eyes are more pronounced yep yeah so his eyes are more pronounced probably wearing eyeliner i don't know but he has thicker bottom lashes and he's more muscular and all the girls in the school want to be with him and he now runs super fast and everybody's like yeah i don't i don't really know what happened to akira he's just acting a little different but he's super cool now and if it only worked that well, yeah, I'm good at the sport. I suck that. Now everybody wants me. Yeah. And like he, he does like strange things at school. Like he like there's a scene of him watching pornography in the AV room and no, and everybody's like, no, 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 you can't do that. And he's just like, I'm busy. And and things like that. Eventually, it turns out that uh, there is a secret cabal of demons who have been waiting for Devil Man or Amon, who is the uh, demon that has possessed Akira, but who Akira's uh, controlling to become Devil Man uh, to come back. And that's about as far as I got. Um, few reasons for that i that i stopped watching um one um i'm fine with shows depicting depicting like really violent things but as soon as the show starts combining violence and sex i'm like i'm turned off and there are a lot of uh boob and vagina monsters and i'm just like i'm not okay with that but i continued to watch and then hoping that it might get better. It didn't. And then and then there is also like two or three rape scenes in, in the show. So I was like, okay, I'm done after that. So content warning, I guess. Uh, is this, 
is this being released week to week or is this it's all all out it's 10 episodes they were all dropped at the same time which was on january 5th and was this uh dubbed or subbed only um there is a um there's a the main track is japanese but there is an english dub interesting i might check this out this sounds interesting yeah, it, it, I mean, it is interesting. I I would say you know watch one one episode and see how it, it would definitely hold up to a one episode test. I would say for myself, um, I I saw it and I was like, oh well, this is from Masaki Yuasa, and I like and I like his stuff generally. Like I liked Ping Pong, I liked Tatami Galaxy, I liked Kemenozume, so I I like those shows. I mean, so I was like. So obviously, Devilman early '90s. It's very probably goes along with the whole violent, the extreme, all the top violence, all that. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Devilman was like a '70s thing. Okay, so, well, there you go. And, and so, um, the original manga is pretty violent, but like the con- the other content is like not there. So, like, uh, is this violence for the sake of violence, or does it all kind of make sense? I, I well, it's violence for the sake of violence. Um, but there's also there there are plot points like um, Akira doesn't live with his parents. He lives with his two fem- He lives with one of his female track friends because their their families were uh, friends. And this female track star is like uh, for extra money, like doing like some modeling. And this and the and the model person wants to like take pictures of her in like bikinis and things like that and she's like no 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 i'm a christian i can't do that i'm a christian yeah no the the family's actually like like priests and things like that which is kind of weird in a japanese show but um she's like no i don't want to do that um i'll model your sports stuff but not anything else um and like there's like this like really like creepy undertone to that whole subplot, and like I said, um, there was some rape and things like that in the show. So, like it's not for the weak of heart, I guess. Gotcha. Also, for some reason, I don't know why they chose to do this. Um, humans in the show, there's a lot of violence, so there's also blood. Humans in the show bleed red. Demons in the show bleed yellow. Uh, probably because it's a demon. That's why. Well, yes, but it looks like when they like rip a demon apart, it's just like there's <laughs> pee everywhere. It's a piss party. Ah, so, Jesus. So that was, so so that's um, that's kind of what I. Uh, those are kind of my thoughts. I was inter- interested in it because of the director and also the writer had done some stuff that I liked. Like he had worked on turn a Gundam and he had, uh, worked on overman King Gainer and some other things that I liked. And so I was like, okay, so it comes from a team that I'm familiar with and I like, and then they produce this and it's definitely within the spirit of the original devil man, but they've like cranked it up quite a bit gotcha um so do you need to know anything about devil man originally or do they do they go no job you of... don't need to know anything about devil man um no so uh, the original um the so the so this is basically a remake of the original devil man uh idea manga television series um where there where the first episode of the devil man crybaby is the uh first volume of the original devil man manga with some things taken out obviously so you don't need to know anything about the um new uh you don't need to know anything about devil man they do do some throwbacks to the original devil man television series. So if you're like a nerd and you know those things, then that's cool. Like 
they they cover the original devil man opening theme and they dress up a cat as the original devil man but besides that you don't if you don't know those things you don't really need to know anything about it so do you think netflix took the show because you know partially yeah the director great but this show sounds like something like oh we get a lot of teenagers to watch this oh look how edgy it is and Oh, look at the violence and stuff. Oh, yeah, people. Yeah, I think I think I think that's part of it. Like this definitely would probably go over well with people who are really into like Attack on Titan or Tokyo Ghoul, those sorts of uh, hyper violent shows. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you basically just quit watching just because of the violence and the the sexual stuff just got too much. Where it's like, okay, enough's enough. Yeah, I was. I do you feel it got to the point where it was just where it was just being violent and over sexualized for the sake of being like okay, now it's just shock. How far can we go to be a shock to shock the viewer, or did it yeah. all at least make sense? Like, well, I think I, I, everything made sense. It wasn't like a show like some of <clears throat> Misaki Uasa's earlier things. Like Kemen Kemen had episodes that didn't make any sense until the very end. Um, everything in devil man is pretty much straight, like linear time wise. So everything makes sense there, but, um, I think a lot of it was shock value. Gotcha. Cause I mean, I think it's stuff like mad bull 34, which is a comedy, but it's also very hyper violent, um, or wicked city. Yeah. But the, the thing with like mad bull 34, that's not meant to be a comedy. That's meant to be a completely serious show and it is ridiculous and it ends up being comedic. Yes. Whereas this show is hyper violent and it's super serious. Gotcha. Well, I mean, definitely sounds like something I'd be at least check it out. It's, the plot sounds interesting, but yeah, yeah I mean, the... the, I mean, the plot is interesting and I have like, seen some old devil man stuff so that's particularly why i was like oh devil man i know that i'll watch this so gotcha. yeah i th- i think it's like well i i couldn't finish it i think it's worth at least a one episode thing so how far watch. did you get for the sake of i got you it's so it's 10 episodes i got through episode six well, that's pretty far i mean yeah. Did did you like? Okay, so you got that far. Was the at least one through five? Did the show at least make you like want to come back and be like, oh man, that was a great episode. Let's watch number two or three or four. You know. Um, number one was like that. No, the first episode was like that. Every other episode, like there were things like I was just like, oh, I'll I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching. I I basically binged the first four episodes and then I went back. A couple days later, and did okay. So you weren't more. like connecting with the characters per say, like okay, I really want to know what happens to Akira. I want to really know what happens, you know, to these people. Yeah, I mean, basically the, I, and I think personal. I think personally because I already knew the story going into it, I mm-hmm. didn't necessarily be like okay, well, I don't necessarily. I already know what's going to happen, so I don't necessarily need to, uh, since I'm not connecting with how they're producing it i don't necessarily need to watch the rest of it i already know how this show is going to end gotcha okay um well cool what, what would you give the rating i mean uh obviously because you have a history with the show i, I would think it's either going to be biased and i also think or not biased but kind of low as well as the fact that you couldn't finish it but I would, i'd be curious you know what what would you give the show out of what you saw because you know. probably like a 1.5 or a 2 out of 5 okay so about a five. We do out of ten score scale. Here. Oh, okay. So, so I, well, I guess then five, a, five a three half. or a four three out of four. ten. Okay. Oof, 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 oof. Okay. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, so it's watchable, but it's nothing like oh my god, you're gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do. I think like if they had removed some of the extra stuff that wasn't necessarily in the original show, but kept the same visuals, it would have been much better gotcha i wonder what kind of i really wonder what kind of uh playback it's getting in the u.s you know is it something because i i don't really see people talking about it at least on i Reddit. see a lot of people talking about it like on tumblr and things like that 
uh, some of it good, a lot of it not so good because of those other things. But um, I people are definitely watching it. But are these a lot of older anime fans being like, oh yeah, I remember reading I th- Devil Man? No, I think I think there are a lot of like teenagers okay. because they 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 some of them probably you know some of them probably have looked things up and like know who Gona guy is, but the vast majority of them like don't. Yeah, no, and that makes they sense. They don't care. Yeah, and they don't. Make, that makes. That makes, you know, perfect sense, obviously. Yeah. Um, I will say that one of the things that I did like about the show, uh, and it wasn't enough to keep me coming back to it, obviously, but it was something that was at least interesting, is there is, like, these four, like, punk characters who are shown in every episode, and at least of of the episodes that I saw, and they are like these like high school dropout kids who just um, spend their entire day rapping in Japanese and like the lyrics to the songs also go into like what's happening with uh, the plot line, which I thought was cool. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so like I mean, when I say what they go along with what's happening in the show, like um like they introduce the evil demon cabal and then they're like and the street and then they'll rap about like how the streets are full of darkness and fire and it's dangerous out there, but they keep fighting through rap <laughs> instead of instead of going into uh that dark place. And it so it it's it's interesting. Um I don't know who the like I don't know if the people who um are the uh rappers are um professional yeah professional rappers I'm looking up one who is I think named Wham and his name in Japanese is well his Japanese the Japanese voice actor is Ken the 390 so maybe that sounds like an MC name yeah it does or at least a uh, a motorcycle yeah, and uh, that guy's Johnny Young Bosch in the dub. Oh, okay. And he's got a band or whatever, so. Yeah, you know, Black Power Ranger represent. There you go. Black? You mean red? No, he was the Black Power Ranger. No, the, oh, okay. I only watched the, I only watched the original. Yeah, he was, he was the, he was the second Black Mighty Morphin Power Ranger after Zack left. Oh, okay, I'm like, I only knew Zack. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, cool. Um, well, there you go. Netflix. If you got a subscription, it's there. Go check it out. And uh, anything else you want to discuss before we head off? Uh, I would say that if you do not like Devil Man Cry Baby, do not give up on Mr. Yuasa's work. You can watch Tatami Galaxy on Funimation's streaming service, and you can watch Ping Pong on Crunchyroll. Yeah, Ping Pong is crazy. Um, yeah, well, there you go. All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Jellicoon and Zach. Yes. See you. Bye. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.